0: Art Sanctuary I would always choose to be the person running rather than the mob chasing. I would prefer to be the person laughed at rather than the teenagers laughing. I always admired the men and women who sat down for their rights and held in disdain the men and women who spat on them. Everyone deserves sanctuary, a place to go where you are safe. Art offers sanctuary to everyone willing to open their hearts as well as their eyes. Nikki Giovanni. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to another wonderful episode of Beyond the Spark, the podcast with me. I'm your host, Raya Sunshine, Carmen, And today I am spending some quality time with a poet that I admire so much. Uh, She is doing so much and I can learn so much, man, we can learn so much from this awesome woman. So, uh, welcome Miss Kaniki Jakarta, yeah, all right, Kaniki, all right, so um, I had to jump right in because I read, I was reading your website about your name things i didn't know so your name is powerful but i want to know how did you get started writing and what's that first memory you have of writing poetry
1: um okay well i got started writing because my mama (laughs) when i was in the womb (laughs) reading nikki giovanni poetry back in the 70s oh
0: wow
1: she was so like fascinated by her that she decided that she was going to name her daughter Nikki Giovanni. She was like, I'm, I'm going to name my daughter. So then at the last minute, she was like, I probably she give her her own name, which thank God she did, right? Because I'm going to be Nikki Giovanni and Nikki Giovanni still out here doing her thing, right? Right. It'd have been, been a little confusing, a little mm-hmm. confusing. So I say I was cultivated in the womb. On being wow. a poet, because I was hearing this is the poetry she was reading aloud while rubbing her belly. So I say, She birthed a poet.
0: Wow. When I was
1: born, my daddy, uh, my dad's name was Sam. He always used to say, Do not like green eggs and ham. Do not like them. Sam, I am, right? <laughs> so for Christmas, one year I got the Dr. Seuss book. So in my mind, I'm thinking, My dad is Dr. Seuss. Cause I, don't I, I just read Green Angry. Him like my dad brought up his pen name is Dr. Seuss, right? So anyway, I went to I always loved like the rhyming of words, right? I always so I started I started when I was learning how to read, I was reading like Dr. Seuss books, or I was getting read um Dr. Seuss books. So was, I was getting read in rhyme, right? Exactly. My dad uh loved Maya Angelou and recited a lot of her poetry to me growing up. And when I started reading it, I was like, wait. That was not his. That was my Angelo the whole time, right? He's like, I didn't say it was mine. I said you was going to figure it out. What did he say? So poetry has been part, it was part of my household. Then I went to a private Christian school okay. where my brother and I and two other people were the only people of color. Everybody else was white. It was a white mm-hmm. private Christian school. Mm-hmm. And they had poetry for a class. So, in third grade, I started winning poetry contests um, because you, know, you get this big book and you read a poem and you compete with the people in your class. Then you compete with the, the grades in your school. Mm-hmm. Then it was like a, a national um, competition where five judges sat down and they looked at the poem, made sure you didn't skip words, made sure you pronounced the words correctly. Like poetry <laughs> out
0: loud? Uh, no not kind of
1: yeah kind of like that kind of like that because you're not but in poetry out loud you're kind of not like looking at them if they miss a word it's not a deduction
0: oh okay
1: you know what i mean so it was kind of like that real stiff. so one year i didn't win Uh-oh. and i said daddy i didn't win because the same girl picked the same poem as me and she won and i didn't i was like how why did i win And my dad said well she recited the poem better than you so i said next year i'll write my own poem Okay. And then a poet was born. So then it was like Kaniki Williams. My uh, maiden name is William Kaniki Williams with an original piece. So that was flattery already. So I started <laughs> off. I started off in poetry competition back then. So I wanted oh. to go to school with um people of color right by the time I got to middle school I was like I'm over this I'm trying where's the black folks and I'm going to school with the black children right so I went to public school there was no outlet for poetry you know we were reading you know Emily Dickinson but you know who I didn't know what Emily was talking about what is Emily talking about (laughs) then then, by the time I got to I still was writing poetry but you know it was them love poems you know I love him he loves me. I don't like him no more. Why he don't love me no more? That was it. That was the whole, that was my whole poetry. <laughs> That's right? the poem. That's the poem. That was the poem. That was all the poems. The poem. Then I, um, when I got in my 20s, I think it was what, 1997, mm-hmm. when I saw Love Jones, rare.
0: Oh, yes. Come on now. When I
1: saw Love Jones. Now, listen, that may sound cliche, but for me, a girl from the South, I had moved to Virginia then. Uh, looking at that movie and seeing entrepreneurship mm-hmm. of Black people, like, really? Darius Love Hall? You just going to
0: quit your job mm-hmm. and write
1: a book? Yeah. That's what you're going to
0: do for a and minute? That, yeah, but people don't realize that that's what that that was. That was not mm-hmm. just about the poetry or the love. It was about being great as mm-hmm. a, a creative.
1: Right, right. It was amazing to me. I was like, "Whatever they do, that I want to do that. Mm. Whatever that, wh- whatever that is." I was like, where, "Where can we do that?" So I went to a uh, Virginia House of Comedy. I used to always read. I had a. I worked for uh, Verizon in their uh, call center back in the day, day, and I had. So I had, you know, it's a, a lot of people in the call center. So on breaks and lunches, I used to be reading poems to them, you know. Right. So they found uh, Virginia House of Comedy, and they was like, "Connecty." You should um, come out here and do poems. So they all came. We went to this, they all came, and I was nervous. I had my little paper. My poem was probably like a minute long, and I was, my hands were shaking, and the paper was shaking. I did my little poem. And then when I moved to um, Alexandria, which is, uh, you know, right by DC. When I found out about Bar None, it was over with. Like one of my um, one of my uh, coworkers, she was like, "They do poetry um, open mic at Bar Nun. I went there on a Monday night, and then you know when you go there, it was no social media. This was 2000, so no social media. Right. But they, you know, they would tell you, "Tomorrow we're doing this." If you go to Baltimore, they have that. We do this, and I would just hop from place to place and place, go read my little poetry. Then I finally got a first, my first little uh, feature. Uh, shout, out to, shout out to Philip Gregory, who um, had the Jazz Poetry Cafe, who gave me my first feature, and then it was like,
0: you, you know, like an I was in there
1: after that, yeah, <laughs> that's how it happened. So that's the, you asked me the beginning, I done brought you all the way to the 2000s.
0: See, that's what I'm talking about. See, that's mm-hmm. what a poet will do. You you turned Ooh. it in, turned it in. I, I, I love that though. I love seeing that progression, like uh, of how things begin. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what this show is all about, yeah. is that spark, that initial spark, like what makes you want to write, you know, but what started you writing? And I mm-hmm. love that your parents just poured that into you, poured that creativity into you from mm-hmm. the beginning. You know, that that's dope. Your mom was like, nah, she gonna be like Nikki, so I'm gonna name her Nikki. Because mm-hmm. I was wondering, I was like, where did Nikki come from? I have never Ever, ever, ever seen that name? Right. Before. Don't know that I'll ever see it again. Right. Um, <laughs> but I was like, "That's so dope. Like, that's intent." Mm-hmm. It was. And mm-hmm. parents should be more intentional. Intentional. More intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when you're naming your child, when you're parenting, like what kind of adult person do you want? Right. And right. Be intentional. When they're little people to get them to the adult stage, I man, right. I love it. I love it. So okay, so all of this, and we talked we talked a lot about the the poetry that you were read. But who are poets that you like to read, and like some of your favorite books and writers? Who are well, like-
1: you know, I'm about to say Nikki Giovanni, right? Of course,
0: <laughs> of, of course. And I actually, I of
1: course started reading Nikki Giovanni in my time, right? Mm So uh, probably about, it's 2023, so probably about 2018, Mm -hmm. right? About 2018, I said, let me go back and look at the poetry that my mom was reading in the 70s that Nikki Giovanni was writing. Thank God to Google and YouTube. I got to go back and see her interview James Baldwin, Mm -hmm. you know, um, seeing some of Langston Hughes, you know, going back and reading some of that poetry to see what we were talking about. And to tell you the truth, it's not much different than what we talk about now, Mm -hmm. right, than they were talking about then. And it it was just amazing to go back and see that. And of course, you know, of course, everybody loved Maya, of course, right? Yes. Um, I also love uh, The Sun. And I also love Queen Sheba. Oh, yeah. And of course, like my husband's poetry is amazing. My husband, Thirteen of Nazareth, shout out to him. So he's definitely one of the people I listen to him. He has not uh, done any written work yet, so I'm waiting for the written work because I know it's different when you listen to mm-hmm. people. When I interview people, I always ask them, "Are you better read or heard?" Oh, right,
0: good. That's good
1: because you know sometimes like uh, when you read a person, when you, to be read, so people can sit with it. It's a whole different type of feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's my yeah. whole, you know, sitting with you. Like you, if you ever, like I'm I'm a I'm a reader. So sometimes I, I read a line and I close the book and I'm just sitting with it. Oh, that's Versus good. when you're looking at them performing and then like you're, you're, you know, a, a three, four stanzas in when I'm going back and said, oh, you mean like a ray of sunshine? Like ray of, <laughs> oh, I got it now. You know what I mean? You're down the stanza. But if I had the book, you know what I mean? That's why yeah. I like to buy written work because I like to sit with the people that, especially the people that I hear perform, I like to sit with their words.
0: I love that. So you feel like you're better heard or read?
1: I am um, better experienced heard, okay. Okay. right? Mm-hmm. Um, because you get that personality, right?
0: You get and the, you, you know, the, the comical stage, whatever, right? <laughs> you have all um, the personality.
1: Yes, but I think um, better understood,
0: okay. charming in person, better understood read. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I can feel that. Ah, wow. I never even considered. I think I just, I think I have a little bit of both. It depends on the poem. Mm-hmm. It depends on so, the poem. I think some of the poems are better if you're reading them mm-hmm. so that you can sit with what i'm saying mm-hmm. um, but then there's just some that you just kind of have to hear because of the passion that comes from hearing my voice deliver mm-hmm. that point right so um yeah that's actually a really good good way to to think about the poetry that you're putting in your books
1: mm-hmm.
0: you yeah know, like is this going to be better heard or read it, right and even for some for me some of my poems if you read them out loud, it still sits better. It doesn't have to necessarily be my voice. It's that you just need to hear it.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. That's how, when I do poetry contests, when I have to read,
0: mm-hmm. when I'm
1: judging, when I'm the judge of something, I always read it out loud.
0: Oh, that's that's the way I am too. Like mm-hmm. I have to read it out loud. And if it doesn't, if I can't feel it when I start to hear it as well, then I'm like, oh no. not know. Mm-hmm. Ah, ah. So it's a little different. I um, <laughs> I think I think that that's that's the benefit of starting this journey as um, like a slam poet or a spoken word artist. Right. Because I didn't start worried about the page. I started off worried oh, about how it was going to be heard. Um oh, okay. Wow.
1: All right. Yeah. So different. So that's the difference between you and I. Yeah. Because I started with the writing. I didn't know it was no outlet for me to say it aloud. Yeah
0: like decided. i wrote in a notebook you know like right. I did but, but you wrote I, to you wrote to recite yeah i you wrote, wrote to recite. be heard yeah once i stepped onto the mic i was like like you said i was an addict like right. it's I like have, home i have not stopped since the very first time i got on the mic like i have never wow. stopped and i got on that mic when i was 19 years old so wow yeah 25 years later and I'm still like, I just have never stopped. I love it. Now growing. Yes. But just have never stopped just transitioning to different roles and, mm-hmm. and mentoring. And like, I know you, you do consultations and all mm-hmm. that. How did you come to say, okay, I'm at a place where now I need like, you need to seek me out. I'm I'm the type of person that you need to be consulting. consulting to when- yeah.
1: Um, I think I didn't decide that. People decided that, right? Mm, okay. And then I decided I'm spending too much of my time. Y'all had. Somebody had to come up with a couple of coins (laughs) because I'm just giving y'all all all this information for free. You know what I'm saying? And of course, course you still give out, you know, tons and tons of information for free. You know, you stop me at the venue and say, hey, how do you do? Blah, 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 blah. And you start asking me a lot of questions. I'll be like, you need to buy a consult so I can talk to you. Right. (laughs) after that." But I started really workshopping first. Right. Mm -hmm. um you know bringing people together what happened was i when i moved to the dmv which is the dc maryland virginia area i was looking for places where there to workshop with just women so i would find different women writers groups and when i go to them they were all lesbian based so i don't care right but then when i try to take my other friend who's heterosexual we talking about the men they talking about the women you know what i mean it's like okay um where's the place for that so i said okay well maybe i'll start an online platform so i started one on on facebook in 2015 um write like a woman so you know i started it in march of course you know in april we do the 30 30 where we at we as poets write 30 poems in 30 days i said that we'll, we don't have to write a poem every day, but let's write something to for about to uplift women. Let's just write every day in the month of March for as women. So my assistant, Keisha, shout out to Keisha James, mm-hmm. said, you should do this in person. And I said, child, nobody wants to come to the to it in person or whatever. So she said, well, let's see. So she called Borns and Nobles, which is a couple of miles from me. Sent them my um, press kit. They said, let's have a meeting. We had a meeting. And I started doing um, Write Like a Woman there. I did it there for um, 2016, just for that year. And then uh, they were like, we're not doing any more outside events. And then I won a poetry contest called Dashing Words where my poems were on the, the buses and the trolley for April and May the next year. Went to the art galleries, the Anthony M in Old Town. And I said, this will be a nice place to do the workshop. Wrote them a proposal they said, we'll do two and see how it goes. But they were like, why is it just for women? I was like, well, it's called right, Like a Woman. is just for women, right? <laughs> so um, they said, we'll do two. And here we are, 2022. Here we are and still there. So we, I've been doing this workshop for seven years. And then, of course, you know, after after a while, I started saying, let me do other. Let me gather people together. So I'll do, like, sometimes I'll do online um, workshops for free that people can come to, right? Let's talk about prep to publishing. Let's talk about manuscripts and marketing, you know, so that I can get a group of people together at one time. I'll give you this information. You can ask me a couple of questions instead of everybody trying to individually uh, bombard mm-hmm. me. And then I'm available for consulting if you didn't get what you wanted. So that's how that got started. And I'm, you know, of course now doing more because we're outside, I'll be able to do more workshops to invite, you know, Everybody, not just all the women. So I think I just started off, yeah. you know, doing that. And then people would come to me and say, Hey, I need to know about my specific project. And it was just stuff that I knew. Right. And I said, Okay, well. And then, of course, like before you book a consultation, then I say, Well, let me see if I can assist you with that. If not, then I know other consultants that I can, you know, refer you. To. Yeah. Right. So that's basically I, it was the people. It wasn't me. I wasn't like, I'm trying to do some consulting. It just happened. It just happened. That's that's what that's
0: that's, yeah. what, that's called God, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's one, cause Lord knows. Like um, every year, I have it's been eight years now. We've been doing the Fifth Woman, and I said this um, when I talked to Shane earlier. Like, um, eight years, I've just been doing this entire session hmm. for free. You know, Fifth Woman people would come. I get with four to five different mm-hmm. poets. We put on this show mm-hmm. every year. Well, over the years it kind of just became a process and it became its own little it's only the fifth woman process. And now uh, I finally was like, wait a minute, I got all these people asking me, mm-hmm. how do I do this? How do I do that? Like, oh, I should open this right. fellowship and and make it, you know, something that everybody can take and you just have to pay. I only offer so many scholarships and then you go through right. the process the same. And I was like, oh, okay. This is also happening, right? It just kind of, it, it uh-huh. becomes organic. It's it's a spark. Once again, it's just that. Um, so tell me, you got a point oh, for us Oh, I forgot. You said I was going to do poems. Now, now that, <laughs> that, what, Just, just one. one?
1: Okay. Just, just one. Just one. Because you know, that's so hard. You say just one poem. It's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. You know, you know how that is. Have you written
0: anything new? Have you written anything
1: um, new lately?
0: New. I've been writing
1: snippets of poems. With you know, during April, I was mm. supposed to do 3030. That ain't never happened. I just I started doing like, you know, little snippets of stuff. So I have I don't have anything that's finished that's new. But I, I might finish them in, in 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 May since it's, you know, it just didn't happen for me. You this know, so much. let me whip out let me whip out one of these poems from this book, child. Let me see oh, one, yeah,
0: from from one from the book, one from the
1: book. Let me do it. And then this this is a poem, and this what what um is great about snippets because I actually found this poem. I was cleaning up one day and found this uh piece of paper folded, and I was like, "What's on this pe- piece of paper?" And found just this the part about uh, the toddler. I didn't know where I was going with it. Then I added to it. Made this piece called Walking, put it in my book, and this is going to be the poem that I do for today. So it's called Walking. Here we go. Let's go. When a toddler stands for the first time, an audience assembles, a cheering section emerges. Hope urges a first step. Hands reach towards her in case she needs help. We all know that she can do it. So we wait and we anticipate the steps she will take the ones that will give her the cognizance and confidence to walk in her walk. And when she falls, she's met with applause, hands extended for assistance to help her stand again, encouraging her to begin again because life is a walk and we're all willing to talk her through it with a little bit of encouragement. But when an adult stands for the first time, an audience of naysayers assembles, Awaiting a downfall, an assembly of onlookers, no hands extended, only fingers pointing in the wrong direction, no compassion, no affection, but life is a walk. And some people are afraid to get lost in the steps of the past. See, sometimes we have to make our own paths, nothing leading the way but determination and hope, walking a tight rope of the unexpected, swallowing rejections like a horse pill, but you can't stand still. Not if you want to live, not if you're willing to make life for a living, not if you want to take a chance on yourself. See, sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Sometimes there'll be no one there to help you, but you. Sometimes you have to be your own cheerleader, your own leader, your own boss, whatever it costs. Sometimes you have to go broke, to be enriched, to be whole, to mold yourself into yourself. And with God's help, anything, no, everything is possible. Oh,
0: Yay. I love that. I, I, I think my favorite line was when you said Everybody make life a that. living.
1: Everybody I love it. That. Oh, yeah. I
0: love it. Yes, make life a living and the go broke mm-hmm. to be enriched. I love that. Love just love that sentiment. Oh man. This Thank bless you. my soul. I did not. I did not realize that our stories Mm -hmm. were so similar um, with the private school education and being that minority person. And I, I, you know, I've talked about that so many times, me, I didn't break through free until I got into college to look for black people. So uh, (laughs) it was crazy. I have always been Mm -hmm, that different mm -hmm. one, you know, just a little different, Um, just because I went to private school, I was, there was only two black people in my graduating class. Wow, in high school? school. Ah. Yes, in my graduating class, it was only two of us. And, um, we, you know, we made it, but when I got to college is when I was Mm. like, oh, wait, I can hang out around black, I can do school Mm. with black people, um. And I was still at a PWI, but there was the Black wow. Cultural Center. There was a Collegiate Black Christian, which is a, a online. I'm not online, but an on-campus organization for Black Damn. Christians. There was, you know, the gospel choir and all of that. So I was able to get involved with um, more mm-hmm. people of color, but it left me with a very... Mm, I guess polarized view of the world uh, so I yeah, can see yeah. it from true, both true. sides. Yeah, and so um, I think that that's that's all always benefited me, but at times it made me stand up hmm. Kind of weird, a little weird. Um, but that's okay because all we all we bring is our stories to this poetry. That's right. That once we put it all out there, it's that's gonna right. touch somebody. You have said a word so on I that. They call you auntie. Why
1: does everybody call you? I don't know. When did auntie started happening? You know, if that's been recently, right? People started calling me auntie. I don't. I (laughs) just let me tell you, I got a whole lot. Listen, I really don't need to be nobody else's auntie, because let's be clear: my (laughs) brother has seven children. Okay. Oh Jesus! A younger brother Mm. has two birth children, but he married a lady who has six children.
0: Uh, so he's eight. So you know already got fifteen. And, then, let me, let's, and let's be clear. Okay.
1: And let's and be clear. Okay. call
0: you auntie. I'm great
1: mm. auntie now because those kids my brother had, them kids grown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I have one um, mm-hmm. nephew who's about to graduate um, next month uh, on my for my brothers my my brothers tribe. So he's 18. Everybody else is grown. <laughs> they have children. So I have. I now I'm great auntie already. You know what I'm saying? I'm already auntie. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how it happened. I was like, "Huh?" But I started off being auntie. Uh, at my brother had his first child when I was twelve. So I've been an auntie wow, a long. I've cool. been an auntie a long time, but I don't know. Then I became start becoming poetry auntie. I don't know. I won the um, VMB uh, 2021 uh, Female OG Award, and I was. I was like, "Oh, love G, it. are we there yet?" I'm still young. But I was like, clearly, but when you've been on the scene, I've been on the scene for two decades. You know what I'm saying? This decade, three. You understand what I'm saying? You said 25 years in. You know what I mean? We we are are this decade three now. So yeah, of course people are going to look at me. They call call you mama. mama.
0: Wow. Okay. You see? Because I just, I I Mm -hmm. mama everybody, even Mm -hmm. the old people. Even the older poets, mm-hmm. I still mama them. No, sure. it's kind I can, of see, like, I can um, definitely see that about you. You have the voice. You have in, the wisdom. That's means. that's the name my dad gave me. You know, Rhea is mother of the gods. Ah, and so...
1: I didn't know that.
0: Okay. Yeah. I just... He named me a mother. So I've always... Even when I was little, I mama mm-hmm. everybody. I mama the other kids. I've, that's just who I am I'm mama my yeah, own mama. I definitely
1: ma- I definitely mama my mama
0: <laughs> we definitely. my mom be like yes ma'am I I definitely mama her definitely <laughs> yeah good lord so uh so what's in the works what are you working on right now um some rest
1: <laughs> some rest listen it has been um, a whirlwind these last three years has been a whirlwind and, and just trying to, you know, stay relevant during the pandemic, you know, becoming um, the first Black Poet Laureate of Alexandria, Virginia, having this height of four a year and then having that swept away from me the next April it's a three-year term, but having it swept away from me because now we can't go outside. All of the stuff I had planned to do, now we can't do. Mm-hmm. Just learning how to pivot, doing a lot of things online, um, making, still trying to make platforms online for people. It has been, you know, and then, okay, now we're outside. So now trying to do some features, trying to get outside. I was like, I'm tired. And um, yeah, but <laughs> I actually um, just took on the title of a poet in residence. I'll be the first poet in residence for Northern Virginia Fine Arts Association. I just took that title um, on April 15th. So um, it's a year term with the option to renew. So, but I was like, I just need a little break. I'm I'm not doing anything until June, but I'm doing one thing because it's been, like I said, it's been a whirlwind and I, I just need a little bit of rest, a little bit of planning. And I'm working on a memoir about this whole journey that I have been through because it, it needs to be told. It definitely needs to be told to be. And I was just talking about how I looked at I went to um in company of Poet Laureates, they had this, this uh conference that they do. And I didn't, I went this past October, but the October before that, they they took a photo and I was looking, I'm like, okay, there are like no people of color here. So it's not just they invited uh Poet Laureates from everywhere, but I'm like, wow, so. Where, you know what I mean? What's what's been happening, you know, in these counties and cities? What's what's been going on? So definitely want to um, touch on that and and touch on how how I had to bring all the ancestors with me to make this thing happen. (laughs) I was like, I had to bring them all. Believe what I say. And then, you know, it was a lot of, you know, a lot of things that happened during these last three years. You know, all of the murders, you know, George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery, and Eric Garner, and Brianna Taylor, right? So all these things happened during this term, right? And then to be able to sit with that mm-hmm. and then to watch my daughter who, you know, she's a teenager at the time and thinking that, oh, all of this stuff happened way back then when we are, you know, we have the... Um, we call it uh, the Blacksonian. I'm gonna look up what it really is, but you know, <laughs> the museum in DC, we call it the Blacksonian. That ain't what it is, it's like the African American uh, <laughs> uh, cultural. I'm gonna look it up, but y'all know what I'm talking about in DC. But to go there and think, this happened a long time ago, but then to have these things happening now, right? And then to be being the, the person of color who is supposed to be writing about these things, but it's also happening now, it's a lot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So trying to also comfort her. And to try to comfort myself, because this is, you know, a lot. Like I said, my city, uh, I was just writing about how my city called me and said, hey, can you write a poem about George Floyd? And I said, no, I can't, because I can't just write about George Floyd and omit everybody else. You know,
0: y'all know about George Floyd, because that's what's on TV. And And you were sitting at at home. home. Everybody was sitting at home I, I told I told my husband, I said, the reason why this is an outcry is not because this is new. it's because we were all and sheltered we all at it. home, and everybody mm-hmm. saw it, and it's the first time that everybody's been in in place enough that the mm-hmm. whole country has to watch mm-hmm. this craziness, but it's, it's not, not new craziness. And I, um, they asked me to do a Juneteenth poem, and I did, and that's exactly what it's about, about how our art, our music, our poetry is not, Mm -hmm. it's timeless because it's good, but not just because it's good. It's timeless because it's still going on, which is why we can still play songs from the 1960s and be like, that just happened yesterday. You know, I... um, I have a point. My very first slam poem that I wrote opens, um, my soul cries out because a black boy oh. just got imprisoned um by a white judge, imprisoning not only his body but also wow. his mind. And when I wrote that poem, I was thinking this I, this should not still be the same my soul shouldn't still be crying oh. out for the same thing. This poem is still as relevant today as it was 25 right. years ago right. when I first wrote it. And it shouldn't
1: be. It shouldn't be. And that's crazy. You should, you know, our children should be reading that and enraged, like, this happened.
0: They're not. Yeah, but they're not. They're not. Nobody is ever enraged by that point. Nobody's like, oh, mm-hmm. that point's dated. Uh-huh. That's old. They think right. I just wrote it yesterday. And so, you know, that's why I, I wrote my Juneteenth point, but I was like, you know, my hope and prayer is that my. My sons aren't writing poems like mine or singing songs like John. And um, I I sing a Mm -hmm. piece of John Legend's song right with Nipsey Hussle. Right, and it's just like, I don't want them to have to sing these songs. I want them to look at that song and look at my poem and be like, wow, mom, this is timeless because Mm -hmm. you wrote it well, not timeless because this is still my experience. Right,
1: yeah. It was, I actually have on a shirt. Right now that says free ish since 1865. Free-ish. free-ish. Since 1865. Oh man. Got it on right now. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's real. It. And like I said, I, I had to, I uh was just focusing on when I had to write about Joseph McCoy. They were doing a memorial in my city for Joseph McCoy and Benjamin Thompson or Benjamin Thomas. We don't know which last name is right. Um, two black boys who were hanged in. Alexandria they were doing a, a memorial about it right and I'm doing this right after George Floyd
0: who was for all the purposes
1: right and I'm like it you know what I mean and I said listen you know and it was a, a crowd of people there I said listen it, I, I don't know exactly what I said but something to the point of what I was just saying you know it would have been easier to write a poem about something that happened in, 18, in the 1800s this is 1800s mm-hmm. that this happened this would have been something different to write about it in here. I don't want to write. Listen, I don't want to write any more of these poems. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want this to be true. I really want this to be history.
0: Right. Let it be. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All the way gone. So, so saying that, like, what really influences the poetry that you're writing right now? and your grind cuz your grind is something serious like i watched you um when we did let the laureate tell it and how you worked that audience and got all them followers in like 5 minutes i was like man i need to just take a workshop with her Be on, on the how grind, to right? do that um <laughs> just i was like so what influences that grind that you have for your art and what influences your poetry
1: my grind Yes, I like to eat food and pay bills because you know, on the love, you know what I mean. If you, this is the thing. This I, I saw this lady and I don't know her name, bless her. She, she saw me and she was like, she was already like, you know, an elder in the community when I came. And she, I was like, I was so excited to see her. And she said. Um, are you still doing your poetry stuff? And I said, yeah. She said, well, what, what have you done since I haven't seen you in, you know, over a decade? What, what happened? I was like, oh, well, you know, I got married and, you know, I'm, I'm the poet laureate of Alexandria now. She's like, oh, that's good. And, you know, I do workshops and blah, blah, blah. I'm telling her. And she said, because I was going to tell you, if you're still doing the same thing that you were doing with your poetry when I knew you a decade ago, it's time to change and do something else. And I was like, oh, right? Because, you know, the elders will let us know. So it's like before when I'm just going, you know, out to the venue before I just wanted my poems to be heard. I didn't really care. I did this little chat book. I would give it away. I just want to be read. I just want to be heard. I just want to be related to. Right. So in the beginning, that's that's the only thing it was about. Right. But then you have to start thinking about time away from your family. Is this worth it because, Mm. listen. As much as long as I've been on these scenes and many events that I have put on, everybody in this area, they already know who I am, to be, to be clear. You know what I mean? You know who I am. So I don't right, need any more right. exposures in this area. What I need to do is build a platform for other people. Hey, if you want me to do stuff, I want to be compensated for that, right? So, I mean, <clears throat> I did right. go to school. I said, okay, well, in 2006, my husband and I said, let's go on a tour, right? So we did a tour, and mm-hmm. I said, well, if we're going to do a tour... I need to learn how to market. So let me go to school and get a marketing degree. So I went to school, got me a little marketing degree, tried to figure out how to do some things about, you know, learning marketing 101, you know, marketing rule number one, it's easier to keep the same customer and have them as a repeat to find a new one. Right. So when I learned that, Mm. that was the main thing I learned. So once I got that one person who already bought a Knicky who book back in 2000, right. I don't have to tell you who I am. Right. All I have to say is I have a new book. I ain't got to explain who I am, what this is about. If you like me as a writer, you're always going to support, right? So right. it's that rule. Right. So that's grind number one. Keeping the people. And I like people, of course. You know, I'm a people person. I'm from the South. I like people, right? So, and <laughs> of course, you know, as a poet, you can be, especially one that perform. you can be inspired mm-hmm. by anything. Not anything, right? It just depends on like sometimes like the mood of what I want to write about, and I always when I do features, and I learned this from my husband. um, If I'm gonna present something sad, you know, um, I I wanna if I'm gonna I'm gonna put that, you know, I'm gonna get your attention with this one. If I'm put that in the middle, if I'm if I want to write about, you know, the injustices of Black people, I'm gonna put that in the middle, and then I want to leave you on a high. So I want to leave you better when you came. I don't want to mm-hmm. just do that sad poem, have you cry, and then be like, okay, bye, and leave you with it. Right? right? <laughs> so, it's always, I'm, I'm always trying to give you a little bit, I'm going to give you some encouragement, some inspiration, something real. Let's talk about real. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Something to uh, relate to, depending on how much time I have, right? But if I have one, if I got one poem, I'm going to do something uplifting every time. Unless it's themed, and you ask me to write it, I'm going to do something uplifting every single time. So, and I, I guess I relate a lot to to women, I guess. I, I don't know how that happened, but it's just, that's a lot of that is my audience. But you know, if you can sell to the woman, you won. Because the, the woman buys for her the children and her husband and all her men, you know what I'm saying? Her brothers, all the men, the women is the one who buy. So if you can sell to the women, you're winning. Mm-hmm.
0: That's it. I love it. Good Lord, child. I'm so glad that we had a chance to talk to one another. I'm I was so excited to meet you face to face um in Charlotte because I connected with you through the mm-hmm. Black Poet Laureates mm-hmm. first. And then I'm getting to know all of you, you know doing research and constantly looking and saying, oh, this is what people are doing. Um, And then I took one of your writing workshops and you got me to write a new poem. Gotta Mm -hmm, love it. mm -hmm. We're 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 dancing, y'all. We're doing a little dance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Y'all can't see that. Y'all can't see it, but we were dancing because the new poem always gets a dance. And then I got to actually meet you face to face. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. I got to be a fangirl. And then uh, you agreed to come on Beyond the Spark, the podcast, and this endeavor is just opening me up to more and more, and it is acting mm-hmm. as inspiration. So it's a constant spark to me. So I appreciate you for coming on and spending a little uh, time. with Let me with just you say, I, I am also um, a fan as well.
1: Was always, you know, we had our we had our meeting. Remember, we were on the meeting. Just in a, And like I said, I can see yeah. why people call you mama because you have such a, it's your voice. You know, you have a comforting tone, you know, when you talk. But the way you slayed that audience and let the audience tell it, I said, what? You done told it for real. I, I really do appreciate you, you know, bringing that element there and, and inspiring us because I was back there with my eyes closed backstage listening. And that's why I was glad to be able to see yeah, somebody took a video that I can be able to see how you were interested.
0: I was so happy. Yeah, I was, yeah, I, was I was glad. Happy. I was glad. I said, Oh, I appreciate you. Yeah, that's what you, that's how I was. I, I was like, Oh, I, you I, didn't, you <laughs> didn't, but I
1: got my video and then I saw yours. I said, Oh, you didn't just do me, you did us all. You were the bomb.
0: Yeah, she yeah. was a blessing. She definitely was. She came through being a blessing. Thank you. Yes, being Dion. a blessing to, I don't know um, Dion's last name, but thank Dion. you. Dion. I don't remember mm-hmm. my last name. Thank you, Dion. Um, and thank you, Kaniki, for spending some time with me today. And enjoy the rest of your day. And uh, for all of you, uh, Beyond the Spark listeners, uh, this has been Kaniki Jakarta. And sh- you can follow her on social media. Go ahead, tell the people where they can follow. Oh, you,
1: you can follow me on all social media at Kaniki J. is K A N I K K I J. So that's K A N I K K ij and that's my website my gmail my instagram wall instagram is underscore j because somebody already had kaniki j but it, i'm saying it ain't born jay-z i don't even know why you trying to be kaniki j you know what i'm saying so yeah um I'm, I'm i'm the cuter one <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: i love it oh goodness okay cool follow kaniki on social media buy a book you can purchase her book online on her website I sure she will, will appreciate it and uh send her some questions you want to you can be consulting get, get consulted, consulted. Yeah. i don't know i'm not a, get, get consulted <laughs> okay, I like i'm about to use that, that. get because consulted she, with community i'm gonna use that thank
1: you thank you very much appreciate that
0: <laughs> got that alliteration yeah. in there that's what we do um but yeah do that because uh like i said she is a marketing genius and uh, I probably am going to go ahead and get my little 45-minute <laughs> session in and uh, and and up my marketing because I got to do better. got to do better. But thank you so, so much for spending time with me. You be blessed. And everybody, you guys tune in the next time. You never That's know right. who I'm going to talk to, but you always know that you are going to find a spark of inspiration here, Beyond the Spark podcast. Be good. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Beyond the Spark podcast. Remember to follow Raya Sunshine Poetry on social media, and please subscribe to the podcast so you can be notified when another episode is dropped. Again, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time when we go Beyond the Spark.